All right. Here we are. We're live. Hey, welcome to the Lost Out Podcast. I'm your host, Trent Castleberry, and I'm here with Kendrick again. I'm here. Welcome. Thank you. Kendrick is about to head out on Tuesday. Yeah, on Tuesday at five. Japan, yeah, yeah head back so to I'm trying to I'm trying to soak up as much time with you <laughs> as possible because you're just such a pleasure to talk with. Yeah, for sure. I'm about it. <laughs> <laughs> so the today, just to get right into it, um, I asked Kendrick. I happened across this um, this uh, summit that was happening relatively recently. I think in this last week, um, actually. Um, it's called Revolt Summit, and I found it because I was um, I just started doing some Twitter stuff because I'm thinking about promoting the podcast on Twitter, and I was so I started following a bunch of people, and I realized like, oh, well, that's why I'm not seeing anything because I kind of got to follow people. So you start following somebody, and then it shows you other people that are either in association or talk about the same things. So you kind of build what you're interested in, I yeah. guess you would say. So like on Reddit, I know when I first started looking at Reddit, it gave you categories. But this one is like specific people. Okay. So I, I didn't really know what Twitter was about. And so I started playing with it. And then I started adding. And I saw this um, this one. Um, uh, she's a conservative uh, a conservative political commentator, I guess you would say. Mm-hmm. Um, Candace Owens. Yeah, okay, Candace Owens. And so yeah. I followed her um, because I followed Trump because I wanted to see everybody talking about his tweets. I was like, yeah. I actually want to see these There's tweets. So like, you know, yeah. I wanna, cause I see the, the, the controversies that get thrown out there, but I want to see like chronologically, what's this guy saying? And you know, is every single tweet that he says is like horrible. Yeah. Uh, cause I don't agree with a lot of the things that he says on that. Um, it's, it just seems kind of short sighted sometimes, yeah. but you know, there is a character limit to what you can type. type. Yeah. Yeah. I heard about that. So, but anyway, I wanted to, so I followed him and then I, there was like a bunch of other people that popped up and then she was one of them. And, I, and then there was this, there was this clip mm-hmm. from, it's called Re- Revolt Summit 2019. And she was in there and she was talking to T.I. who was a rapper. Yeah. And then there's Killer Mike who's a rapper. And then there's Tamika something. I forgot mm-hmm. her name. Oh, let me see. What, what was it? I think I wrote it down. Uh, Tamika Mallory. And she's like an activist yeah. and co-chair for like Women's March and, you know, an advocate of gun control and uh, modern feminism and Black Lives Matter contributor as well. Um, so like her and then there was another girl named Katrina and she was like in the like, well, anyway, I don't want to go through. I don't have yeah. to go through every single one. But I was like, this is an interesting group of people. And I kind of want to I want to see what this is about. So I watched the entire thing and I was like, man. This is so many talking points in it. Yeah, exactly. Like this, like this so perfect. Like they didn't have enough time, I think. Like uh, I watched the uh, the revolt summit as well on my way over here, and uh, so it's like really fresh. And uh, I knew who uh, I knew who Tip was, and I knew who Killer Mike is because they're rappers. And then I know who Candace Owens was because she's getting a lot of like negative flack from people in the black community. But uh, everyone else, I had no idea who they were. They're new names to me, but now I gotta like. Yeah, I don't know who the first guy was. Mm-hmm. I would encourage everybody if you're listening to this ep- uh, this episode to uh press pause and actually watch even if it's just like a review or clips or something like yeah, that summary something um, i would say watch the entire thing for context because that's what i it yeah it's more work but if it's important issues and if it's important topics and you kind of owe it to yourself to listen to the entire forum you know or the entire context of everything that's being said uh, and so i watched it you watched all of it yeah 
first off, you watched. You, you said you watched like the first fifteen minutes. I watched the first 15, 20 minutes, and then the next got day, a, I got to yeah, get an idea. Going, so see if you my, were down. Yeah, I set myself <laughs> mentally for it, and then I watched it like the next day, the whole entire thing, start to finish. Mm-hmm. And then um, now, per per like on like me, I'm not. I'm not huge into politics or economics. Like I have like a small basic understanding, of course. Like out of out of high school and maybe like minor some college as some college level understanding of uh, economics and uh, po- political talk and whatnot. So I'm not the best like reference point to use, but I do have like an objective understanding when it comes to uh, those uh, subjects and how it affects communities and the United States community as a whole. Anyway, yeah. So of course, um, I'd like to provide some insight, even though my intellect isn't always there with those subjects or all the way there with those subjects yeah um, i think that's a good footnote to, yeah. uh, to throw out there or at least uh a supplement yeah not i don't have supplement, but yeah, something exactly. to say it's like okay listen we're not political experts we're yeah, not no. political commentators this is our limited information and what we think uh, on a the the amount of information that we actually know um because I think that facts are important. Mm. And like there are instances where I'll listen to somebody and I'm getting to the point now, which before I would either take it for face value or if I didn't agree with it, I'd just be like, that's BS. Yeah. Right. Uh, but I didn't have, I didn't have the knowledge to really refute it. And that's a problem. So uh, to this point now, because things have gotten so polarized, like, you know, social justice and it's really been shown prevalent because I watched some of the democratic debates. Um, I think, the first well all three yeah so far and i'm just like this is they're not even talking about solutions it's, yeah it seems anything. like it's when uh, grandstanding. it seems like when uh discussions are had between like uh political figures or business figures it seems to go from like one extreme to the next and not actual like uh like uh events or things that matter like right there like there's no like discussion it's just bickering i guess but the uh it's my first time seeing something like the revolt summit yeah uh, were like, you intrigued? Yeah, I was highly interested because like I'm not I'm not into politics, especially my own culture. I should be more now. Now after watching it, like I see, I should pay more attention to stuff. Like yeah. moving forward, I but, think it's uh, important. But I don't feel bad about it. I mean, it, I just wasn't interested until mm-hmm. um, I learned about it, which is why you should do your research and look up things you not really like uh, understand. Yes. But uh, to get into it, into the uh, revolt summit as a as a whole, I enjoyed it as a whole. But I feel like like an hour is definitely not enough time, because we're on here for an hour and it, and we we always have conversations <laughs> after we're off air, so yeah. it doesn't never seems like it's enough. But the whole idea around it was, was dope in my opinion. Um, the guys they had in the panel, some were well known, some maybe not as well known, of course, obviously. But uh, it was still a, a really good panel. Um, I guess it really opened my eyes too to how like some, like uh, some people in the black community are really like misinformed. Like mm-hmm. myself, I'm I'm kind of misinformed and stuff, but I, I try to be like unbiased. Like the, like towards Candace Owens when she was talking about some things that it's like the, the Trump administration, yeah, and how like uh like black people are emotionally charged and don't like listen to the real facts or like, what really matters or see the big picture. Like she was like extremely right about that. I see that all the time, and uh what while I was listening to her talk, I really wanted to hear what she had to say because like it goes against like the like the black status quo now, I guess. Of what we see on TV and stuff like that. Yeah. And I really wanted to hear a point because like, I don't know too many people who are like black who go for Trump and his policies. Yeah. And she was she originally t- liberal. Yeah, she was. And she changed her views because uh, President Trump like gave money to HBCUs and other stuff like that. Yeah. Or historically black college, if you don't know what that meant. No, yeah. I, I honestly didn't. Yeah, I think HBCU that... is historic, historically black college universities. 
I don't know them by name. I mean, I gotta do more research myself. I'm not really, like yeah, I said, I'm not absolutely. really into the politics and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I enjoyed what she said, especially like about uh, like black people just getting too mostly charged and not seeing what's happening, getting the world pulled mm-hmm. and stuff like that, and listening to information from outside sources without doing right. research, like the census that's coming up. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't, even, I didn't even think about how like important that was. Mm-hmm. What do you mean by the, the census? census? So like they can uh, I don't know what the what a census fully includes, but uh, you know the, the they take the population count of the entire United States. Yes, and I guess money is oh, di- yeah. yeah money is divided out too to certain communities and based she's on looking the population at birth rates and yeah, things and of that nature like that. and how like the black vote is really important, it, yeah, it's but it's actually sh- getting to the point yeah. where that's why immigration it, is so big. It's right such now. a big deal, and like people mm-hmm. were like one let immigrants in, but they understand like how voting power and stuff works. Now I know. Why it's important and why illegal immigrants shouldn't be let in the country like uh, so easily, maybe. Yeah, because uh, whether whether their skin tone is like whether their skin tone, but whether their uh, background is from like uh, I guess the Middle East or whether they're Mexican or, yeah. or black or whatever. Um, I think it's uh, probably it's, my opinion is it's less about skin tone and more about like we focus too much about skin tone. Yeah, exactly. It's more about well you're keeping the American illegal culture Those are the point of entry yeah you know the port of entry yeah that that's that's the legal way of doing things and i still don't understand where the big like issue is with you have to be a citizen you have to have a birth certificate you have to have it's, yeah this is do- documentation security number yeah. before you can actually vote i don't see why that's an issue yeah, it's, it's, it's like it's a it's a fair point like a member of this country yeah you're a part of this country means that you have that documentation that says yes i have an id yeah exactly i have all of this like this is this i am a real person um you know you, you can't just walk in i don't see i i didn't think it was ever like that no, i, I remember whenever i vote i always show my id yeah. or something but i guess it's not needed like where is that <laughs> no, yeah it's like, like like when she said you they don't ask you if you're a u.s citizen when you vote that's ridiculous because you got to be a citizen to vote. That's the point. Like, yeah. So, like, the votes themselves aren't skewed in, like, someone's favor or something like that. But I see that's, I see that's why illegal immigrants are getting sneaked in anyway. Mm-hmm. So, I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense why people were, like, so up in arms about it. But it makes sense. I know I know people, like, weren't... I know people who... Uh, let me backtrack a little bit. I know, like, when the news makes it seem like people are racist because they don't want more Mexicans to the border. That's not the point. They're hiding behind that, like, false... That false image, more so they want the vote skewed yeah. in a certain person's favor. Uh, it's a, it's emotional grandstanding. Yeah, like exactly. Holier, yeah. That, uh, holier, I always mess up that turn of phrase. Holy art thou? Something I don't like think that? I understand the, uh, or I don't think I know the uh, this saying. Oh, fair, yeah. fair enough. We'll just move on past that one. Um, it's like basically like we're more moral than you are. Because oh, you're I see. Trying yeah, yeah, to, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's like, that, but it's not really that. That's yeah. like a. It's, it's just a, it's just propaganda. Over the eyes. It's just propaganda, yeah. and uh, I don't know. I've always been like, uh, had a keen eye to like see when something's propaganda when they try to make things more emotionally charged. But you can be emotionally like in tune to something and not be emotionally like hardcorely hardcore charged into something because yeah. you still got to view things from a logical perspective, mm-hmm. but view it with sympathy and empathy. Yeah, I think it's that not, a lot of people try to to skew that. Um, people that that care about a logical argument are apathetic, and that's I don't dumb. think that's yeah. the truth that's at all. Not well, not at all. Because I care about the I care about the truth, but I actually taken multiple personality tests, and I actually lean very heavily towards a highly emotional. I have a high emotional, emotional capacity, capacity and empathy. 
So, um, for instance, the four lenses, you know how that one yeah, it is? Yeah, it's a, a, a mil- It was a military thing. It was really popular. Mm-hmm. And it was basically to show it was like, four lenses or four colors. It's basically yeah. four colors. Yeah, four colors. It's things, been said yeah. interchangeably. Yeah. And um, blue is like the emotional, empathetic, mm-hmm. you know, person. And then it's like green is highly task oriented yeah. and like, you know, likes. And so you would assume that I would be like on the green or the um, or the gold. The orange is another something different, but the gold is like very, very strict and yeah. very conservative and like, you know, the my why way or the highway. Yeah. I don't like change, like stuff like that. Like there's Ch- yeah, change bothers me. Control and stuff like that. Yeah. Um if it works, don't like basically yeah. if it works, don't mess with it. Yeah. Um so there's no room for progress in that. And everyone assumed that I'd be within the green or the orange, mm-hmm. but I'm actually ninety percent blue with a little bit of green that's dope i'm the same way man yeah really yeah, that's yeah. why we I'm connect like, so much yeah i'm like uh was it i'm blue green and like orange and then whichever the one is like more like uh based on schedule and like tight schedule like that that's the one i'm like the lowest on yeah like that <laughs> was like orange yeah i'm a kind of go with the flow kind of person but yeah, yeah orange or gold yeah like there's a lot of like we're not malleable but mm-hmm. there's a lot of uh wiggle room yeah, yeah. exactly exactly so we I'm care more it. about understanding mm-hmm. than but when it comes to accepting we need the facts 100%. you know and that's yeah. that's where i think that i could not be like that if my personality test was indicative of that then i would just not care about the facts and just be like i see where you're coming from live your truth you know like i think that's uh, an idiotic statement um because truth at its definition is absolute mm-hmm. so you say your truth is like you can't have an absolute truth and i can't have I can have a difference in truth. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. But that's an entirely different <laughs> discussion. Yeah. But that, that's what I'm saying is like there has to be a foundation that we all have we to all stand live on. By. Yeah. yeah. And that, yeah. logic and facts and stuff like that is what you what you build from. And you can be empathetic and you can be compassionate. And I think that that's that's needed. So I don't look down on people that have that. I look down on people and I detest people that use that as a political strategy doesn't to work. deceive somebody. Well, it's worked so far. Oh, excuse me. I misunderstood you. You're right. It yeah, does yeah. work. I was thinking about something that else. That strategy yeah. works. It's smart. Like it's it. super smart, too, because people are uneduc- uneducated. Like, like when people come too mostly charged, they become unglued, and they can't see what's in front of them correctly. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and I think that's what we saw made manifest in the summit. Um, because yeah, the crowd. Like, when T.I. was talking, and, like, Kenneth Owens was talking, and, like, they were, they were, they were like, kind of going at it and the crowd was backing up T.I. and they wouldn't let Candace speak. They Even have a lot, they have a lot, I, I see why like, they have a lot of hate, like, uh, like hate for her, but, it's, but it really points to them being mis- like the crowd there being yeah. misinformed. Well, they don't even know what she really stands for. Yeah, they don't. They, they just, don't, they don't try to understand it either. It seems like, like, because they get a like, good understanding of like, of where you should be. You gotta, you gotta like study all the sides. Like you study your enemies, study the side that, sh- that you, that you're on and studied like everything in the center in the middle too to get a good clear understanding of like the concepts and stuff like that mm-hmm. yeah um, i watch c-span now mm-hmm. all the uh the recordings of the entire thing so basically it would be like a transcript but i actually yeah. see the video because they actually record all that yeah i don't know if y'all knew that y'all y'all everyone assumed that and it was always out there yeah but everyone assumed that court hearings and senate hearings were just like uh, evil politicians behind closed doors. Yeah, and I was like, no, yeah, it has to be for like the beginning. Yeah, I, like, I, I know it has been recorded, but I've never like tried to seek out any of those things. But now, now I might. 
it's not that I'm trying to urge people to become political and then like adopt a bias or of course. An, an ideological um, worldview or mm -hmm. anything like that. It's that you can't refute something if you don't even know what yeah, you're you refuting. Have, yeah, you're wrong to begin with. Yeah, yeah. and like. Like, you shouldn't try and answer a question that you don't have answers to because it makes you look stupid anyway. Just admit that you don't know. Like, uh, now, I used to just, like, I, I guess defense mechanisms, right? I used to, when people used to tell me stuff I don't know, I used to be like, oh, okay, I know. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. Right? but now, now I don't, like, I try not to, like, respond impulsively or feel bad for not knowing something. I just say I don't. I don't have enough information to answer your question, or I'm, I'm not well studied on that on that subject matter. Yeah, I always back supplement it with that. Yeah, exactly. I, like, I'll give my opinion. Yeah, and I said I'll tell you my opinion, mm -hmm. but I'll, I'll always supplement it. Was like, listen, like 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 we did it with this the beginning of this episode. Yeah, it was like we're not political commentators. Not we don't know enough. Like we could know more, but given the information that we have seen and giving an objective view of it, and not being ideologically possessed yeah. by either side we can look at it from a non-biased perspective and kind of lean which way and then look at each argument, break it down, do the research, and mm -hmm. then come to a firm, confident understanding um, why we believe what we believe. And I think that that's, like, that's, that's very important on a political spectrum. It's very important on a theological Actually, spectrum. It's good that you go off that too. Because in the, in the summit, someone brought up like, like blacks is getting together in a general sense and forming like like a national black flag for the like the black american because like which is which is which is kind of on point cuz there's no there's like no concept or anything like that brings like blacks as a whole together inside the united states like we're all like What's the right word? Disjointed. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like LGBTQ no, plus. Yeah. They have like a rainbow flag. They have a right? flag. Yeah. We don't have a. Yeah. We don't have a. <laughs> yeah. We don't have a flag. Like, yeah. We have the American flag that blankets like the United States. But when it comes to like black nationality, I guess like it's like if I if I like uh, wasn't in the military or even in class, like I didn't like standing up for the pledge of allegiance because I wasn't all for it because I understood like what was up, what, like what came like underneath it. Um, I didn't feel comfortable standing for the, the bad things. Yeah, the mean? bad things that come with it. Like, it looks up the good and the bad, but I didn't like the bad things. Yeah, at the, at, at the time, at, you were focused time. on the negatives. No, yeah, that exactly. Because already ratified for the, for the majority. Yeah. Uh, to an extent, right? I mean, they're, they're get, things are getting things are getting better. I think. Yeah, no but one like, else thinks that. <laughs> I, I think things. Yeah, I think. Well, I think some people do, but I think we, things are getting better. It's just that there needs to be more accountability. We're living. In, we're living in the the best time, the in safest the history time of the in the history of mankind. But then, like. People not taking advantage of the of how safe we are and educating themselves. No, they're focused yeah. on so false to the wayside. false negatives, or like you know, false narratives. Really, yeah. I think that, and I, I think there's something. I'm not saying that everything is perfect, and everything's of course, never going to be perfect. Of course not. And I was having a conversation with somebody today about um, unconscious bias, essentially. Like so, like racism being unconscious. So. You don't even recognize that you're doing it. It'd be like that sometimes. And I, I'm, I was thinking about it. I was like, in the beginning, like, I had that, that my, my, like, my initial instinct was to be like, that's insane. You're wrong. Like, if I meet somebody and I treat them differently than I treat somebody else in a negative sense, I know a thought came through my head of that I treated them that way because of this yeah you see what i'm saying yes and i still kind of stand by that but i can understand like being cautious and stereotypically mm -hmm. 
But I think that it's a lot more multifaceted and nuanced than people just want to throw a blanket statement at that. Oh, you're unconsciously racist. I just, I don't like that. I just don't like that. You know, because if that was the case, because there have been instances where I, if I'm really trying to be honest that I have been around different ethnic groups and I have treated them differently, not, I don't really attribute it to being negative towards them. But I have, you could say walking on eggshells and stuff like that because of fear of reprisal and things like that. I don't think that that was racist, though. So, and and it was unconscious. It was yeah. like, it wasn't like, okay, so here's my strategy of how I'm going to associate with this yeah, person, you know? Like when I met you, like when I first met you, that was whenever we were like, you know, out. And Morioka and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, like, like in your defense, man, there's some things you don't know culturally because you're in a different culture entirely. Exactly. So it's like... Doesn't mean you're racist. I think apprehension is not attributed to racism. No, it does not. So it's just I like, really do have questions about the unconscious thing, and I need to look into it um, more on the psychological. It's just based level. on it's just based on ideas that you've uh, that you are, may or may not have picked up from like other sources. For example, uh, when I was in Korea, uh, one of my staffs in the text were talking. They were talking about like what football, for example, and uh, my staff sergeant who was black and the uh, tech sergeant who was white. They were having a discussion about. Like, where they're getting their players and stuff like that. And they're talking about, like, okay, college football, right? So you have, like, Florida versus Alabama. I think it was a time when Florida was, like, whooping everybody's tail in, in football. Yeah. And um, he was saying, well, if... Uh, I think he's saying, well, if uh, the guy's down... No. I don't want to mess this story up. Yeah, you can say but, like, it's not it, verbatim. Yeah, it's not but... verbatim at all. But it's, like, uh, the college that the tech sergeant was promoting... Most of it comes from a predominantly, like, white area, I guess. They had, or they have, like, more, like, they have, like, a, a balance of, like, white and black players and, like, other, like, players from different ethnicities. And they have this other college uh, where uh, there's mostly, like, uh, there's mostly black, like, players. Yeah. And um, the white tech sergeant said something to the, the black staff sergeant. And he made a smart comment about how his team's always wrecking his team. And then uh, the tech sergeant got defensive and said, well, if they weren't, like, using, like, all these criminals in, on their team, then my team would be a lot better than yours. And that wow. that's the stuff I'm talking about. Like, he yeah. even, like, it was, and then, like. That was at, a conscious thought, though. No, uh, well, that was conscious, but I don't think, I don't think he meant it in, a, in an offensive way, but it was extremely offensive. But he, he didn't catch it himself, so I know he said it and didn't even realize, like, the gravity of what he said, right? Yeah. So, like, after, after you're like, all right. Uh, the, the black staff was like, all right, whatever. And then, like, uh, he walked, like, our tech walked off, and the staff turned to me, like, you see that, right? Calling, like, like people who actually took the time and did things right and got in the car, I still called them criminals, right? It's like, you need to watch out for that. So, yeah, so sometimes, like, even in, like, uh, the military, like, it depends on how people are raised and how, what culture they come from. They can say, like, things that are offensive and not even, not even know it right. at all. And, um, and that happens, that happens all the time. So even like like myself, I'm black, and like when I go around other cultures, I walk around on eggshells all the time, because I could say something that that they might find offensive, and yeah. me not even know it. But mm-hmm. I expect to be corrected, but most people won't correct people on the spot like that. Yeah, they'll just yeah. talk crap They're, about you yeah. behind your back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, and I don't like that either. I yeah. think that we should be as upfront and not. It's not necessarily don't fear reprisal, mm-hmm. but it's more of um, having the capacity to be corrected. That's what I like about having the, that. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Having that kind of humble nature. Exactly. People say. just fear, like being wrong. 
I used to feel that way. Not anymore now. Um, I, I think that being wrong is gonna happen. Yeah, it's, like you're supposed to. Learning that, is painful. Yeah, That's, learning. No, yeah, I think that we already talked about I like those that four levels on the podcast. Yeah. The thing is, because learning something new and the, the truth of something is never going to be easy because that means you have to abandon what you thought you knew. And that's very difficult because that was what was shaping your decisions in your life. And if it's on a serious issue like the summit, yeah, then these people, man, they have to come to these hard truths and these hard truths. And I, I posted this thing because I was talking to my brother about it. And this is before I even looked at the summit thing mm-hmm. um, about when I was talking about theology and yeah. at least the 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 preponderance of evidence towards the fact that uh, or the at least the assumption that there is a divine creator yeah and um that whenever i i basically break down and dismantle or poke holes in people's own like wiccan um ideal like wiccan like religion yeah like i've talked to a lot of people um about different religions religions and try to poke holes in them and said okay if you believe something you have a responsibility as i feel i do as well to understand why you believe what you believe and that it makes sense. So I'll poke holes in it and they get so mad at me at the point yeah, of slandering so, me behind my back. Yeah, so defensive. Oh, yeah, combative too. Oh, like, for yeah, the up and arms, are hardcore. Absolutely. Like, uh, and then just being like, you're an a hole, and then they go tell everybody else that I'm a hateful person. Exactly. And they don't even, people don't even know you. And they just, just by make asking questions. Assumptions. That's why, that's how I think Kenneth Owens is being treated. Cause that, that's what piqued my interest the most is like, like Killer Mike and, uh, Tip had some fantastic points, and because uh, that's what I was listening to the most, because I'm aware of them, I can remember them like vividly. What they were talking about, um, but like the way it really piqued my interest, the way that they were treating Kenneth Owens, and because yeah. her, her they're entertainment like, influencers, yeah, so her, they're very, very well known. Yeah, like you said before, you weren't really big into politics, so you don't really know everybody yeah. on that panel. But just, yeah, three in particular I knew already, and um, it's just the, the way they treated her too when she said some information they didn't like, but it was like. It's like information that like that could easily be fine at the click of a button, but people just don't want to go there. Yeah, it's like why first... are you like why are you bashing her when she spread information? People feel so butthurt. Like, or like when who I don't know who said it. I don't know if it was Tip or Killer Mike. I think it's Killer Mike who said it. Just say it. I'm the, a, I just got through watching yeah, announcer. it again. So, um, well, they were talking about the uh, I think it was Candace Owens or the other. What's the other female's name? Uh, Katrina. Yeah, Katrina. Yeah, is one is here or Kenneth Owens. Katrina Peterson. Katrina Peterson. Katrina. They one of those. Pearson. One of them were talking about how like uh, back in the day, when single mothers were raising like raising kids, like the black community was twenty six percent. We thought that was high, and it's like seventy three percent now. That was Kenneth Owens. Yeah, she was talking about it was twenty three. Yeah, that was huge. I I've I've had that same viewpoint for a long mm-hmm. time. Like twenty three percent in the sixties, yeah. and now it's seventy five. Yeah, you need you need balance between like when it comes to mother and father raising children. Like it creates balance within the family household, mm-hmm. and the re- like it's the fact that like seventy five percent of black households, was it California? I don't remember what it was, but it's like single mother households. It's terrible, and people got super up in arms about that, cause like uh, cause I guess some people felt maybe maybe some of the women felt like or maybe like young men who were raised in single parent households felt like offended because like they turned out fine or something and their mother or something's getting bashed. Or something like yeah, that. Yeah, well, I think that's where the feminist movement comes in. Yeah, the and, and, yeah, this, like, boasts this I can do just as good as Yeah, you, not possible. And it's not like it's not possible because like I think that there's the, uh, it really does re- pertain to the um, like 
I think that you can have somebody being raised, but they need, they need a father both. figure or at least yeah, somebody cause, that cause is it's, a, it's, a, a it's, person. It's factual that there's some things that a woman can't possibly teach a man because, like, biologically we're both different when we think differently. Yeah. So there's some things that, like, that can't be, that a mother can't teach a son and a father can't teach a daughter, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but they're still like, like look at the look at the thing with like okay so let's look at women then yeah uh, a, a a woman that is raised in a house without a father like we talk about that all the time we see that in the media all the time it's all like or like in movies and yeah. TV shows it's like ah she got daddy issues yeah what comes what it's comes like, to that is like lack of what lack of discipline when it comes to like like males right because they yeah, don't they don't understand what a, what a male is supposed to be yeah exactly versus what the perception is yeah, because exactly. a mom is going to a mom that's been left by her husband yeah or maybe boyfriend mm-hmm. or just lover is going to have animosity generally speaking um for the opposite sex yeah like, these guys ain't crap you know what i mean or there's gonna be multiple dudes that are coming in and out in and out yeah. with their mom that's just like all these guys just can't so on that through. note on that note i think like what daughters don't know how they should be treated when it comes to a male in their life if they happen to be straight i'm just using an example of like uh i'm straight because i'm straight myself yeah well that's the majority so yeah. let's just go with that and um when it comes to like men like they don't necessarily know how to treat a woman per se and also it creates a lot of animosity with women in general because like I remember, like, uh, my growing up, I was pretty much had a single mom for the most part. So she'd be on the phone and stuff, and uh, she would talk about how, like, uh, men aren't shit or nothing. But here I am, like, a young man growing up, like, like what am I supposed to think about stuff like that if, like, all men aren't shit and I'm a young boy and I'm becoming a man eventually? Yeah. And so it creates, like... It makes, it's it's yeah, like it, a it, stigma it, that masculinity yeah, exactly. at its essence is evil and it, Yeah, exactly, and it makes, you know, I'm all masculinity naturally, so... Yeah. So that's why some people like just like just don't like women in general because the things their mother said as they were growing older. So they have like maybe some deep animosity for their mother for saying things about like who they are as a person. Yeah, uh, and that and that and that and that creates more like single mothers. It's like a whole cycle. It creates more single mothers in the long run too. Yeah, we need each other. Yeah, to exactly. Stay, to, to stay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, we actually, so need like, each other to survive yeah, as species. It's, so it's yeah. like maybe we, like, we should we were, get along. We were built for each other. So it's and like throughout history, we've always worked nuts. together. You know? Yeah. Like, so our, it's like super disappointing to me when I heard that statistic. I was like, damn, that's actually a real low blow, man. Yeah. Because there's no you, balance, and I'm all about balance. Yeah, yeah. Balance is balance is huge. It's 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 essential to be able to balance because here's the here's something that Jordan Peterson said about um, the balance between like in the Taoists um, symbol. Yeah. Right. Because you have the 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 all white side, which is Indicative. This is not racial, so stop. Oh, this is ancient Eastern culture. But I know. <laughs> but, like, yeah. but everyone's like, there yeah. are people out there that are going to be like, yeah, that's why the white yeah. the white is presented as order. Yeah. Like, no, the white is depicted as order, mm-hmm. and it has a black dot, right? In, Which in is that. the chaos within the order. Yes. Like, it basically, you can attribute that to all the way back to the Adam and Eve story. There was paradise, and then there was a snake. Yeah. There was chaos, chaos. right? Mm-hmm. So you can do that on a psychological level. So, and then on the other side, it's all chaos but a little bit of, of white in there because mm-hmm. chaos needs a direction so there's a little bit of order within that you know so the best way to live is in that line in between 
So recognizing that there is chaos, we live in a world full of chaos, but there's a lot of divine and art. Well, I say divine. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of natural order within the world. If you focus too much that it's all chaos and you have anxiety because of that, then you're going to be living a chaotic life and have anxiety all the time. But if you live as orderly as you possibly can, but recognize that things are going to be that are unexpected are going to pop out. Um, like I was, like we were talking about fear. Exactly, fear of the unknown. Mm-hmm. That's that's the chaos. That if you really think about it. So, like I go to work, and then some crazy thing happens that slipped my mind, or I wasn't paying attention to, and now everything is in shambles as far as my job. So I need to really buckle down and and do it. I could stay within that disorder and that chaos, or I could attribute to okay. So these kinds of things happen. What can I do to fix them? That's having an orderly um, understanding that chaos is always there. And it's always going to present itself, but you have the strength to be able to take care of it. So, yes, there's got to be a balance. There has to be. And there's always going to be a little disorder in our lives. The most orderly person that you ever see has a sense of chaos within them. That's the Taoist Because it's natural, too. It's natural to us. So yeah, it's got to be balanced. So like, we're never you know, going to be perfect. Like male and female symbols. Well, who, I don't know. Whoever represents order, you have male and female. Represents order and chaos. So if you're not having too much chaos or too much order, like it skews things. I know that women deeply. have always been depicted, even in mythology, as the um, of nature. Of nature? Yeah, Mother Earth. Mm-hmm. Like all of that. Even in Greek mythology, it's always been a woman that depicts nature and femininity was never looked down upon um, in a sense. It was always looked at as a necessary thing, and it was a, a natural thing. Yeah. And But women, if you think about it, women are nature. Yeah, women are nature, yeah. we can't survive as a species without well, women. because they hold the child, yeah. Yeah, because they are the ones that attribute. They are, they are nature in the fact that they are the ones that actually produce a new generation. Mm-hmm. So men can only go so far. Women can only go so far without men. So you can't have a matriarchy and you can't have a patriarchy. You got to have us all working together. Yeah, partnership pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that kind of what you're talking about that balance. Yeah, exactly. I like that. It's a in my opinion it's a beautiful idea. Mm-hmm. When when a relationship comes together and it create uh like a fantastic product. I think this great and I know we're kind of getting off off topic, but I think that this this idea that that women everything a man can do, women can do. Or better. That's an illusion, you know. That's like it's, toxic in itself. That should be balanced. Game, there's there's things like, that women can do that men can't do, and vice versa, and that mm-hmm. should be accepted generally, in in a positive manner. Like, yeah. um, I don't. It doesn't make any sense to me. Like, if a woman tries to do a man, like that's not that's not the point. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter anyway. Yeah. You have your own function, and men have their own function, and whatnot. Yeah. And, and I was like, gonna have a podcast with uh, in the middle with Tay. Yeah. About feminism. Yeah. And was the difference between, um original foundational feminism that was that started you know women's rights you mean for suffrage and whatnot and the right to vote yes yes the difference between and where it shifted and where it is now and how it became that way yeah and so she says she's a feminist and Mm -hmm. i told her hey guess what i'm a feminist too because i completely side with the foundational feminism Mm -hmm. i do completely side with that but what's what it is now it's like trying to say there's a patriarchy dismantle it and create a matriarchy and that's gonna rise out the utopia yeah and but it's I like toxic either way though yeah well yeah. it's to, it's basically 
to push down somebody else to elevate yourself. And you see that on an individual level. If you say you're at work and one of your colleagues goes to the supervi- a supervisor or, some, or goes to multiple people, mm-hmm. multiple other colleagues, and defames you and slanders you and te- tells them that you're a bad person because of this, which is unfounded and not true, that's already out there. You know, they already starting to think about that. So now you have to defend yourself or you could just not defend yourself and you lose anyway. Yeah. So like you, a lot of people don't let, they don't look at people's actions to let them speak for themselves. They take whatever anybody says because believe everything that one person says. And so that's what's been going on in that, in that sense. And I was going to go in deeper and do a lot more statistical research yeah. and looking into all the, all of those factors, specifically wage gap and yeah. things of that nature, and really break it down and see if we can come to a consensus. But that's not what we're talking about. <laughs> that's okay, man, because it's still, it's still like close in that realm of what we're talking about. Yeah, uh, I that's think why that all these like, things... Yeah, that's like, yeah. why Candace Owens... It's all connected, really. It really that's I mean, that's everything like, is. Yeah, yeah, that's why Candace Owens made that comment while she was not like four feminists at all because it's mm. destroying back black families it's just a falsehood yeah. it's not really like you're actually right you yeah. are going on the the comments of yeah. the summit and yeah i think that it's a there's a lot more and that, that kind of shocked it. me because like i was like man because like i'm just like uh i guess so focused on myself i forget to look outside of myself and for the future generations to come but that's why we age is for the yeah. things we can't see for the most part or try to get to that point i think that when it comes to politics I think that people should be as informed as possible, mm-hmm. and I think it's a personal responsibility to be as informed as possible, and that means looking at both sides. And being accountable and looking at the too. facts, because exactly, the facts yeah. don't lie. They don't. And the, the stats don't lie, but some people can do, like, polls. I think that polls are ridiculous, Dumb. because they'll pick specific people out and then poll them that they already know have a, an ideology. Mm-hmm. To so a certain point, like bias, right? One city specifically, and be like, this is, this is America. Like, no, that's one city yeah, that's, that's why obviously left-leaning yeah that's why i don't trust of, them that's why i don't trust them at all I, but as far as stats yeah like um State. if you so you look at multiple stats on the same subject yes that's why there's always multiple studies there are people that that go out and they do that you know there there are majors in universities that are straight up statistics you know and that's their job they're a statistician and they do they build stats and they do it as unbiased as possible and they, they want to get to the truth or what is real and what is what is honest and so when it comes to that that means you got to start looking at a lot of studies it's not easy yes, it's, it's a not lot of one work. but if you're seeking yeah. after truth then you have to do the work or you can just believe one person that you ideologically align with but is your your ideology unfounded is a good question I used to be like that 100%, like, just listen to one person or a couple people and then, like, think that's factual. That's, it was, like, super ignorant of me. And, like, now I think about it, I feel like it really is, like, stupid for, like, trying to gain my education that way. That's how you get a cheater's education and you'll be ignorant for your whole life. You'll be a slave, too, mentally. Yes. So that's why you want to uh, be self-accountable and have that self-responsibility to go out and, like, look for information yourself. This is going to sound racist, but it's not. I don't no, know. I mean, I'll I let know. you know, know if it sounds racist. It's, <laughs> probably, right. it's probably not going to sound racist You call me out. You call me out. But I'll yeah. say this about the summit. Um everyone's always they have always been harping about slavery well do you not realize that you are a slave to your own ideology 
that you align with. Yeah, that's not that's not that's not that's a whole hardcore philosophical like idea itself. Like this not racist in the slightest. You're enslaved by people that tell you this is the way it is without actually looking into why it is the way it is, how it is the way it is, historically is it the way it is, statistically is it the way it is, modern day times, you won't do that, you'll just listen, and you're a slave to that. Do you see what I'm saying? Same way that Christians are a slave to their pastors, or whatever the deacons are saying, Yeah, it's like their, their, their word is law without even actually opening up the Bible mm-hmm. and really reading it and really looking into the Hebrew translation, the Greek translations, and breaking and it down. And defining it for themselves the from psychological, the inside. Like, you know, the psychological interpretations, all of that, and then building the case. Do you know? Because if you want to seek truth, that means it's work. Like That's why lawyers go to school for so long. That's why doctors go to school for so long, because there's life that needs to be saved within that. That's why those specific like, you know, jobs or proclivities and uh, take so long. That's why they're so long in school is like to be a lawyer and to be a doctor are like one of the one of the, the two most. Um, well, highly educated, longest educated, longest educated man. Yeah. They have to know. Ev- they have to know everything there possibly is to be. But then you get into like politics. Anybody can be elected into that. Yeah. Like, look at AO- yeah. Yeah. Look at AOC. If you don't know who AOC is, Ocasio Cortez. Um, like she was a bartender. That's fine, man. And then yeah, that's okay. Yeah, but, but like, are you educated? Like, and, yeah. and you don't have to go to school to yeah, exactly. be exactly. That's the big thing right there. I want to touch on that. Yo, like you don't have to go to college to be educated like because those people who come out of college and they're idiots like they don't like know something outside their own zone they don't take the time to, to like challenge things or to be they don't want to be challenged you know so you can be you can be an art major right go to school be a, like an artist and you can be extremely educated it's all about self-education and that's where the self-responsibility and self accountability comes comes back because on that note too i believe we should have more like more artists and more like different like uh vocational backgrounds in congress as well not just businessmen and lawyers and maybe like doctors and their artists i don't know something like that farmers for example but as long as they're all educated and they know what they're talking about so you can like work around in a group economic setting well that's what the universities were actually built on they were supposed to be you have a proclivity mm-hmm. you have something that you're passionate that you want to pursue you go to university for that right and it was that specifically only i can only be an expert in this one or two things all the other stuff is like it's it's kind of fluff like i understand taking basics so that you know that you're basically understand i think that take if you took away if you took away the associate's degree in america to where you had to um pass multiple classes in math multiple classes in um, English, multiple classes in um, geography, and then I, do you see what I'm saying? Yes, Every single field. If you took away that, more people would want to go because that would mean they only have to. It's it would be like a tech school. Oh yeah, be like working on things that are specific to that core mm-hmm. that you're in. Yeah, I I, I feel you there, man. Like uh, touching on education, like with the summit too. I feel like I'm not into politics at all, but like when I do listen to things that are political, I don't hear much about education at all. And that's yeah. what like politics should be about mostly is education for the young generations coming up because they're gonna f- create our future anyway. So how are you not gonna like invest in education? I don't understand that. 
Yeah, because that's the that's the new generation. Yeah, exactly. They're gonna they're gonna create the future for us. So yeah, you you would want them to be informed they, to make the right decisions. Like remember being in the American public schools, like schools kind of beyond school is pretty shitty. It was annoying too. I feel like yeah. half the classes I took weren't necessary because they weren't in any of my interests. So I was extremely bored in school myself. But I see that a lot too. I met all these people who are extremely like smart, but like and they're they're intelligent. You know, intelligence works. There's different levels of intelligence in different fields. So, like the way our school systems build right now shouldn't should be much different. And uh, I can agree with like what Ti said there. By the way, Ti and Tip are the same person. By the way. Uh, yeah, I heard that because they referenced Tip. Yeah, and they point say Ti. So, yeah, yeah. So some people get confused about that. And um, I made that connection. I don't. I'm gonna be honest. I'm a terrible like American when it comes to politics. Like I haven't voted. I haven't voted in like years on anything really. Like they, yeah, yeah, at all. Like because I didn't understand the vote system, but then, but like after I voted, I started to learn a little bit here and there. I didn't go into myself. I was just like read it here and there about like how voting works. I didn't know anything, so I just like just stopped voting, which is very like irresponsible of me. But I was no, living outside. I'm not the... like saying this to disparage you, but well, no, like not I said, at all. Like yeah. I, I, the last election, I'll be honest, because I was transitioning from. Like during the election process or yeah. the voting process from the 2016 election, yeah, I was like I was actually moving here. Really? Yeah. So when it came to the voting pop, the popular vote and all that, like I was in between registering, so I couldn't go if even if I wanted to mm-hmm. because I was in the process of I'm leaving America. I probably could have done it. But it would have, I would have went through hoops and hoops and hoops. Yeah, and a lot of paperwork and stuff like that. Yeah, and yeah. then I came to, I came to Japan. So, and I was like, how does this even work in Japan? I could do more than figure it out, and I plan on doing that in 2020. Yeah, because I understand. I don't really look down upon people that say, well, I don't really feel like my vote matters, all this stuff like that. Like, I understand that. I, I can see where you would see because it's so it's such a broad way of thinking. Exactly. Well, it's a broad, these are broad issues that are there. I think that you have to look at yourself and your personal responsibility, your individual responsibility within your own life first. Take care of your, fix your house, you know, clean your room, make sure everything is orderly before you start going on this huge tyrant tyrant um not tyrant tirade yeah yeah this huge venture to try to fix social issues yeah, you gotta understand you yourself you're, you're, your house isn't even clean yeah how can you understand how, how can you take in the information when you don't like even like yeah. understand like these issues are, but all you really have yeah. is your vote so that's why i think that when it comes to those big things you can have an opinion and you can talk about them and we're in in an age with twitter and instagram and and youtube and you can start a youtube channel and just say hey this is my own uh, my objective opinion about these things this is based off of the knowledge that i already that i have there's always more to know and then you can just influence as many people as are going to watch your channel and all that cool awesome you know yeah but when it comes to like voting I think that you we do have responsibilities like to 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 pick what you think is the most eligible candidate based off of what is right. You know? Yeah. Not what you think that is right. No, what but you what is right. And yeah. so you do as much research into what it is, but you don't stress over it because there's things that you can do within your life that you should be stressing over. You should be focused on. So someone who's over political 
then you meet these people all the time. They're super just like, annoying. No way, it's the socialist. Yes, yeah, it's the only yeah. way to the, the. And then it's all like the other conservatives, and they're like, you know, Trump, man, like, like I swear, if he whipped it out, I would just get on my knees. Like, no, <laughs> like this guy is like God. And I was like, no, yeah. no, he's not. He's a man. Yeah. Relax. Yeah. And then there's criticism that should be going on either side. Mm-hmm. So it's being objective and it's doing the re- as much research as you possibly can within the realm of your capacity. So that you can make a, de- a decisive decision or a good decision, you know, a, a, a an informed decision. So I think that we do as Americans. If you have a problem with society, if you have a problem with policy, then you have a dis- you have a responsibility to look it up. I'm not saying to, to that that will be the only podcast that you're listening to is. Um, political podcasts because then no one would listen to mine yeah. so <laughs> it's kind of biased there but it's like yeah just be objective and just look at things and research things that if if you're watching a netflix tv show when you could be looking into things and trying to figure out i have this belief i want to know if it's right I should probably devote some of my time to that hey all it takes like what 30 minutes that's all it takes you can go through like 10 sources in 30 minutes or so yeah and this could easily move into uh, like Google bias yeah. and YouTube bias, uh, censorship, and like, all yeah, that. I got you. But we won't get into that right now. There are other search engines out there that are not tracking, and you know, like you know how like they say like on my, on my phone I'll talk about something or whatever, and then my phone is listening. So if I reference a specific product, it'll pop up on like. Instagram yeah, like or something yeah, like that. Immediately, like yeah. that's already been proven that that's an algorithm that or a system that does listen to you, and that's scary as hell. Yeah, it know? is. But once people got off after the shock factor, people have just been like, "Eh, what are you gonna do?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's right. Like, it's kind of scary, but there's a lot to go into that. I think that I wanted to talk to you about. Did you feel like the summit was? was a uh, bias as far as the moderator giving people time to no, speak. No, I think the or... when it came to the panel was well they they had their points and they had their biases maybe. But I didn't see as much bias from the panel as I did from the crowd itself. It was obvious the crowd itself was biased, which which I saw coming 100%. I That's, liked Killer Mike. Yeah, I think that I didn't had... agree with a lot of what he was mm-hmm. saying. Yeah. A lot of what he was saying, but I did respect him for standing up and saying, "Hey, we need to stop being a holes." Yeah, y'all need fair. to stop being a holes. Yeah, exactly. We need to listen, listen to these people. Yeah, exactly. Because they're giving information. Killer Mike is all about being like self-proficient and stuff. So people like he thinks black should like go camping more, hunt more, fishing more, like know how to farm, do Self- martial arts and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah self-reliant. Well, it's really like at, at its essence. I think it's like taking responsibility. It is taking like, responsibility because because you know. uh, I guess. Yeah, uh, so you got people who just you have some blacks who yeah blacks who just don't like the current minist- like administration of America has been on for a while. But they don't have the power or opportunity or knowledge or anything to defend themselves if it went south. Like say, like say, like the KKK globally or nationally went to war with like all the like people of color in the United States or something. Like blacks would lose hardcore as fuck because like see that's what I thought was strange. Yeah, that's the, that's that's was what that, he means. That's what Tamika was saying. She was saying 100%. like white supremacy is like running rampant, and I was like, okay, so as in as in like well, you have people who are in the KKK and you have people. Cause okay, so take the KKK and the Black Panther. Black Panther was pretty much trying to educate the Black community and stuff like that, and they were dismantled, but the KKK wasn't. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's one. And then you have KKK. Yeah. Uh, you have dudes who are young in the KKK, and now they're what? They're like 40, 50 years old, and now they're in like high positions of power and stuff now. Yeah, I'd so, like to see that if they have pictures of that. 
if they have documentation and evidence that I mean, there's no way to know, man, because people, could, cause people can be, can be, this closet racist is a real thing, you know what I'm saying? But that's but, why I want to see, like, if, if, if that's a true statement, mm-hmm. and that's a truth statement. Yes. I need to see the evidence. It's a, you yeah, see what I'm saying? That's a, that's a fair point. Yeah. I, I didn't know, I didn't think. Because I'm not saying that racism isn't real. No, I understand I'm what you're saying. I'm saying that from. white supremacy isn't real. That's yeah. self-evident. I come, I'm, I'm saying where you're that, coming from, but, like, uh, there's people who, like. Who is in power that is, was a, formerly a part of the KKK? No, that's, that's not what I mean, like. And on that point, like, uh, there are people who really do, like, hold, like, racist views and they have a chance to, like, uh, to hurt somebody, like, they find beneath them that they're going to do it. And sometimes, like... If those are the people in position of power, that goes back to our our, so- our individual sovereignty of voting for the people that are right, that are good. Yeah, but that's... That a, yeah, but you, but that's why to, there's that responsibility of being knowledgeable. Research yeah, I agree. The but you're always, you're always going to know like, if someone if someone's doing the right thing all the time, like in front of cameras and stuff. How are you going to know they're racist and stuff like that? I so, think that's really uh, what was great about what Killer Mike said. Yeah, is he said if you don't know who your councilman is, yeah, your house congr- like your congressman is, mm-hmm. or your senator is for the state that you're living in or city. Oh, I love that comment. Yeah, local, then you're already wrong. You're wrong. Exactly. I, I and you should be researching them, figuring exactly. out the policies that they voted for. Figuring out where their stance is, what they've done in the past, before you even vote them. Yeah, because because it, it defines their character. That was a fantastic comment. I think that's like, I think that was my favorite thing you said. Like the whole Me time. Me too. I really do because and it he, really it really emphasizes the sense of responsibility. Yeah, and he that said study the economic ideas of like past like black leaders and maybe like other well, leaders we had in the United States who had like different uh, opinions on. Uh, yeah, anybody can blow economics. smoke up your ass. Yeah, dude. yeah, obviously, <laughs> like, yeah. That's that's literally all. That's the democratic debate. That's every election that's ever happened. It's just blowing smoke. Yeah, for sure. The like, only thing that I think is that people discredit Trump for is that he stood by every almost everything, and I haven't. I have to look back into everything that he had promised in quotations. Said, yeah. But out of every other president, he stood by it and actually actively yeah, he's actually worked doing, for it. Yeah, doing the things he's like wanted. He's he's spoken about. Yeah, I can respect that, man. I'd like never I, want to be the president, by the way. That's way too much work. I think I could do it. You think so? Hundred percent. Like if I become, or if and when I become educated enough and like driven enough. But I got time. I mean, what thirty five? I'm like twenty five now. Like 10, 15, 20 years. I got time. Time is a lot of time for study material. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna throw that in the trash can. But I could definitely do it. If that's something that you feel that you're passionate about and that would be a purpose that you deem is meaningful, yeah, that's what life is for. That is the meaning of life. Everyone always tries to say, what's the meaning of life on a broad sense? I think that it's the meaning of life is at the individual level. A hundred percent. It's not. People try to attribute it to, what's the meaning of life? I think I watched some crazy cartoon that's on Cartoon Network and it sounds so funny, but that they're they're walking around they're trying to ask a bunch of people mm-hmm. what is the meaning of life and then it shows like you know the meaning of life is nothing you know it shows all the plants they sing a song and all that by the time the song gets to them they're everybody else on that world on earth is dead mm-hmm. and there's a new you know like life cycle or whatever yeah. so humans died off or whatever and so obviously i don't agree with that but i i thought it was really interesting because like they're like oh well at the very end they're like they're like well Nobody knows, so I guess I'll just keep doing whatever I'm doing and figure try to figure it out for myself. 
Well, you're on the right path. Boom. Because figuring out for yourself, finding what you find valuable and your purpose is knowing who you are, your identity. Mm -hmm. Being sure. Searching that out means you have to go through your past, present, and what you want for the future. Why do you want that for your future? It's based off of something. So start facing your demons. Figure out what you deem is meaningful and valuable and pursue it. You know, and that's that's finding your own identity. Yeah, I like that. And, that, and it takes like yeah, straight crawl through the mud for sure to get all the answers out of that too, because it's not going to be easy. Like to, no, just to like face, it is to yeah. learn about politics. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, getting over what, getting over uh, things you don't like about yourself, getting over things that you thought had been wrong. It's you know, it's crazy. Like when someone, when someone is like swear they have this, they they hold this idea in their head that uh, they thought was true for like their entire life. For example. Uh, not to get off subject, but um, we've been off subject for a long time, man. It all did. correlates because if people watch the Revolt Summit and then like see how some of the uh, panel, the guys in the panel and the, the audience acted, like it's along the same some same agenda. Like understanding that when you're wrong, so you can be shocked, but you got to face the fact that you were wrong. Like for example, when I was in English class, uh, my sophomore or junior year of high school, this this girl. We were going over the Bible. Let me get the context right. And our uh, Dr. Freeman, he was my English teacher. He was going over the Bible, and he told her, he said that there's no way that Jesus wrote the Bible. Like, it was all man-made. Like, man wrote the Bible. And it, and then it came with, I'm not going to misquote him nothing. And, of course, it comes with biases and stuff like that. And she was shocked. Like, she was, like, genuinely shocked and appalled that, like, that, because uh, she thought Jesus wrote the Bible. And she's here. She all is of in, it? Yeah, all of it. And she here. She is in the high school. They already like it's common knowledge. Yeah, yeah. That there she, were forty authors. And yeah, 60, and then, no, sixty-six authors. Yeah, she thought it was all divine. And then when when version? she found out it was man-made, she just like like couldn't like bear to like take that information. But then like at that point, like I had like an epiphany at that point because I was like, man, I guess it really is that hard. Like physically seeing someone react to being wrong about something they always thought that was true for like their whole life, and then like. Having to face that, I guess. Well, it, yeah, that's I think that's. Insane, I think that's, that's. I think like that comes down to it. That's like an an aspect of like real strength, yeah. Like being able to move forward when you're wrong, or when you've been wrong, or you realize like you your your way of thinking is not where it should be, or something like that. It's a definition of maturity and wisdom. Exactly. Yeah, and I I yeah. really that's why I got out of this. That's why I got out of this summit too, because I realized there's some things I I didn't know that like uh, as a black American I should know and things that like like maybe like redirect maybe I'm focusing on things that really don't matter here I should be focusing like elsewhere so I mean I, I completely agree and I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I understood any like all of the talking points yeah. like I had to actually research um, I had to research something about um like the the locations or whatever. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm talking about? When she was, uh, it was it it was uh, Katrina Pearson that was mm-hmm. talking about um, the what was it? It was like basically zones. Oh, do you know? I didn't yeah. know what that. I was. I had no clue what that is either. Me the either. only the and only I idea I have about that is like what Tokyo. You know the wards in Tokyo. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's similar to that. Or something like that. I haven't done. A, I haven't because I was trying to look at 
because I was going through it yeah. and I was listening to the the biggest points and like you know like the, the try to build footnotes for this conversation. Yeah. And um, what I came to like the, for the limited amount of like research that I was doing, I was like just trying to look up what the actual definition meant. And those uh, those zones that she was talking about were basically people investing in um, financially into opportunity zones. So oh, I see that like in impoverished areas or downtrodden areas that like uh, big investors would invest into those zones to create jobs within them to make that a better place to put them back into a a, a less poverty stricken zone. I see you know zones of like you know specific places, and that's something that Trump has really pushed for investors to do and that's where you see these like big charity events and stuff like that that people go to like that's basically where it is it's like are you going to like give to that and that's where another thing that when it came to like the socialisms or the people that uh, that really try to prop up socialism yeah it's that um socialism at its essence and its very foundation was uh was written by like the communist manifesto was also was written by Karl Marx. Yeah. And he expressed in, um, the, um, he expressed inside his poetry cause he actually wrote poetry mm -hmm. that this wasn't, this was basically a mask of compassion for the downtrodden, but it, what it really is, is a hatred for the successful. The I can, I can see that too, because so you bring down the successful to, elevate the downtrodden but you're not really elevating downtrodden you're making it's like you ever watch the incredibles yes where it says if we're all super no one will be yeah we're all normal well so, even, yeah, even yeah humanity our nature is to be individuals yeah to struggle against it's in every archetypal story the hero everyone idolizes and it and admires because they faced adversity and overcame it to save the day. But not everyone wants to. Never, not everyone wants to do that. And like I guess, like socialism is socialism is like a, socialism is a way for like people not to face their demons and trying to destroy those who have. But it doesn't work that way. They lay the responsibility on yeah. the government or on anybody in power. Yeah. To give me what I need to be happy. Well, you can't be happy. It's a choice. Yeah. And sustainable happiness is the pursuit of something that you deem is valuable. That's where you find meaning, something that you think is meaningful. You pursue it, and I think it was, I wish I had written this down, but I heard this, and I know that this is a philosopher that wrote it, but I don't know which philosopher said yeah. it. He said, he said um, any, like, a why, I'm going to put it in, like, I'm paraphrasing here, mm -hmm. a why can bear any how. Do you see what I'm saying there? A why can bear any how? Yes. So, I don't think I follow. So think of it this way. It's like, what is your why? Have you heard of that before? Oh, I see now. Now I see what you mean. Why are you living? Why are you doing what you're doing? Why mm -hmm. are you pursuing what you're pursuing? If you are, if your foundation is within that why and you understand that why, mm -hmm. then you can bear any how do I overcome that? How do I reach it? Yes, yeah, a very so simple. So any ad adversity that comes your way, if you're strong enough within your why... And you know it's who you are and it's your purpose, then you can overcome any how. That's I, I like the way you put that. Like, yeah. man, 
that kind of hits close to home too because like growing up uh and like seeing the way they, like uh my family and stuff like go towards their goals it seems like they really don't go towards their goals at all they're just living they're just settling in life mm-hmm. and, it, and it's really like uh it kind of i feel like it, it brings me down personally because i feel like they could all do so much more because they're not they're not stupid yeah like they're they're all smart and they all, they all have their own interests but they don't pursue the interests like to a degree where they could become successful you know what i'm saying yes like uh they see the adversity like they the, think my of cousins, as a dragon yeah exactly right? my cousins in my generation are pursuing their what they want to do and it and so like i converse with them a lot more but when it comes to like uh other family members who aren't doing so i don't like to converse with them very much um i've been wondering wow this is funny this comes full circle i've been wondering about this for a long time like why i don't like hanging with my extended family and i guess that was the reason why because they're not i feel like they put themselves in this box and they don't chase or like pursue something that would really give them you know freedom a freedom of mind and like freedom to like change mm-hmm. and so that's why i want to do it i um, say this a lot yeah. i say this uh and it sounds really callous but it's it, it's really not and i've told my troops this and one of them understood the other one got offended but it'd be like that um yeah it does but um i said something along the lines of this to both of them together i said i don't like you for who you are right now and they are one of them got really offended and i said i like you for what i know you can be your potential exactly yeah and if you're not living to try to achieve your full potential then that's on you but i want to foster your potential to help you move within your purpose and your desire to succeed in anything that you put your hand to. Because for one, if you become competent, you become confident in whatever you're doing. If you're, well, if you, be, it's more of the opposite. It's, if, it's not the opposite, but if you become competent in whatever you're doing you gain confidence in whatever you're doing and And then you don't have to stress about that Mm. even if it's not something that you're like because for instance we all get put into different career fields yes it may not be something that we're we're confident Confident, yeah confident yeah yeah. so but if we develop competence within that career field and confidence that we're good with confidence will come through confidence and then you're less stressed about it so you're not your mind isn't solely focused on anymore because you already know where you are complacency can throw be thrown in there but if you're you know smart and you know that okay i need to stay on top of this to an extent Mm -hmm. you're less stressed about it so your mind can be used towards developing your your competence and confidence within whatever you deem is meaningful within college that's why those where there's a lot of good things in the military is like, we'll pay for your college. We'll do whatever you want. We actually encourage it. Please do it. We'll pay for it. And no one takes that. And I think, I don't know what the percentage is, but the majority of people that I've talked to don't even try going to college, you know, and I'm studying for two different classes that I'm taking right now. And I haven't even signed up for the classes yet. Like you were saying before, there's yeah. a responsibility to know what you're what you're, what you're trying go to get into. into. Yeah, yeah, and see if that's something that you want to do. Because if you just jumped into the class, you have no knowledge of it. No yeah, you want to get a good summary to see if you're interested in it. If you're not, you're not. And if you are, then then why not pursue it? You know uh, everything that you could possibly know about something, uh, to from your perspective, and then you go into a class. 
you're going to be the smartest person in the room. You're much more prepared stuff. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. you already got over the basics and, and whatnot. And that's, yeah. that's huge. But that's all people need to do is just like buckle up and take something that they find even somewhat interesting and just learn about the basics. Just skim over it or summarize it or something like that. Read something. Yeah. It's, it's not, difficult and it's challenging. Yeah. But if it's meaningful to you, then it won't be that big. It won't, it won't be a depressing ride you know it'll yeah. be a meaningful ride you know it won't it, the the struggle would be worth it. it for sure when i was younger and i tried to get into like the black style politics and stuff like that it was hard to follow follow because i i just i guess i didn't really care about it at the time but now that i'm older and i've understand how maybe the world works a little bit from like traveling all over the globe and stuff like that uh I do have a little bit more of a passion for it now, especially after watching that summit too. It yeah. means a lot more than it did in the past. And now I'm an interest, a beginning, like a beginner style interest. And now I can like build off that now. Cause like yeah. one thing for sure, like no matter how old you are, it's never too late to make some changes or to create change. Yeah. And a lot of those topics that they, they talked about in the summit, um, they get talked about, on regular day conversation. Exactly, it's not but nothing new. Everyone's just kind of, you know, muddling around it and giving their uh, opinions. But if you have actual knowledge about those things, then you add to your credibility, and people will respect you for looking into it. And then you may influence somebody else to, hey, maybe I should start looking into it. And that's what one of the main um, one of the reasons why I started the podcast was for that was to ask questions i mean i i know that like basically ask questions and then try to influence people to um think deeper than superficial things you know like i'll talk to somebody about video games all day you know video games are great and the psychology behind video games is great this the 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 neurological studies around those things are great but like they they matter to an extent, but they aren't that big of a deal. Yeah. You know, because you can you can easily waste, like you said about the balance, you can easily waste your life doing that. So I care about those things. I enjoy games just as much as the next guy. But it's not where my mindset is because I think that people will do that to try to escape reality, and it can easily move into that. It's a fine line. So I'll talk to somebody about it, but I didn't want that to be the sole purpose of the podcast. It would be like, okay, so why do you like video games? All right. Well, that's a hard question. Um, I like them because they're entertaining. Okay. Why are they entertaining to you? Oh, I see. So going to the deeper meaning of things. Yeah. Yes. So. And then you break it down. Well, then they get to the part where it's like, well, my family were always fighting and this is the only escape that I had from that, you know, reality that my parents hated each other or I'm not saying that's everybody that I talked to, but I'm yeah. saying that that's a, that's a story that, that has happened. And I was like, okay, so. Are you escaping reality now that you're so invested in? Yeah, I think it's so funny you that you do saying? bring that up. Because I, I was the same way. I played video games like super hardcore. Like, well, how many hours are in a week? I don't know. But uh, however <laughs> many know. hours there are in a week, like cut that in half. And that was how much I was playing video games or something like that. Yeah. An extreme amount. And like now, you know, that like uh, when I met like people like you and then Jay and then like Fry. And I started reading more. And I started like listening to uh, what podcasts and lectures more instead of playing video games. I realized that like I was like wasting my time, like wasting all those hours playing video game, and I become aware, aware and my consciousness has increased. Yes. And I'm like, okay. And your like desire to play the game kind of like yeah, lessens. it goes it goes I away. I still play exactly. I like. still play, but it but it but it's gone down like tremendously. Like there's sometimes where like 
I'm playing a game. I'm like, I don't want to play anymore. And I'm, I just play for like five minutes after I'm like waiting to get home to play this game. And I only play for five minutes. I go and I watch a four hour yeah. docuseries or something like that. And you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just like almost euphoric. Exactly. Like just, just soaking all that in like a sponge. Yeah. It's, and it's just like yeah. facing yourself and be like, man, I, I've, I've really been using video games as a, as, as like a escape. source. Yeah. To escape from like what I actually need to be facing. And yeah. um, I'm using it as what, like, I thought like as some kind of like addiction, you know, negative connotation. But it is what it is. Like, like I was addicted to video games for a bit, and I realized that like I was wrong. I'm looking in the mirror, I'm like, hey man, Kendrick, you're you're wrong, man. You you bullshitting right now. Like, <laughs> you can be so much better things. And now I see it. Like, there's no there's no excuse not to pursue something better. Like I tell myself all the time, like the purpose of every day is to be better than you were the, the last yeah yeah so just move forward it and doesn't we're matter disparaging, yeah. we're not disparaging people that that play video games and they want to go not pro this, or slightest, anything yeah. like that but if you have no aspirations to even go pro and you're you're just doing it solely to for an escape escapism then you like I, like it goes back to responsibility exactly like you live in this world you have a responsibility to to make the best of this world because now your game's gonna go through patching and it's gonna it's gonna be down for two days because of maintenance and you have nothing and now you're depressed it's like that's a problem you know yeah like, yeah, yeah exactly like, <laughs> like like oh so to to so just as a side note not to get off subject but as a side note if you like say as a gamer like what got me like kind of to put that in the games a bit and read more is like when you when your game is patching or when you you're taking a break just like read up on the game your game of your playing and look up like what creates that game as a whole so like you have like graphic designers art directors people who write the scripts that the character the characters are saying yeah and you could maybe branch out into like subject matter that you didn't know you were interested in for mm-hmm. example yeah yeah so like so so if you're into something just research what you're interested in already and like it branches out and there's so many different subjects that's all i gotta say about that really. yeah it's like I got a little <laughs> like, like like I think that you were saying like well I think I say it a lot is like things are a lot there's a lot that goes into games exactly and I'm not disparaging people that enjoy games because I enjoy games and I know that I threw that as a uh, initially out as a an example but I think that we're really hitting on something like like you said people that write the stories behind the games, people that do the lore, people that do the... The, the art the, and stuff. The art, the people movement. that do the game mechanics. Exactly. Like, there's something within that. If you love it so much, there might be something in there that you're like, that's me. That's who I am. But you just didn't know because you never looked. Exactly. You never pursued it. And that's what this... Yeah, and I think that's what the, the Revolt Summit entirely is about. Like, bringing up issues that you may not have known about and bringing up ideas that you had no idea existed. Like yeah, I'm interested in Black history, but like, am I interested in like making the Black culture like better? Yes. Or that's, am I that's just what he sit that? here and complain. Yeah, that exactly. The white man. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot. Of, like, I'm black, and I get tired of hearing that sometimes too, because people complain and don't do anything about it. They don't even like try to learn. Yeah. They just complain and try and like. I was a little the, bit. Um, yeah. I was a little bit um, taken aback mm-hmm. to an extent, but I had to recognize what I was watching, what I was listening to. What, what point or what um, section? It, Mike said it. And also the moderator said it. Mm-hmm. I think it was like Murphy or something like that. Yeah. His last name. Um, they said, we got to, we got to force the people in power force, you know, force indicates a show of force. Yeah. 
That's oh, violence. Oh, I see, I see. Oh, so, you, you, well, it's not necessarily violence. I know that it probably wasn't uh, directed that way, mm-hmm. and it was probably something to appeal to the audience. Yeah, but it, but but it, but it, it makes... was like, we have to develop a nation in ourselves, mm-hmm. within a nation, to yeah. force people to hear us make like make these policies or 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 overthrow them like mike was talking about was like you're not going to take my second amendment right it's like fair enough but then directly after that mm-hmm. he was like force i was like all right that sounds I can like see, i can see where it makes you uncomfortable because like uh when it comes to america like whites have been like the head of the country for a long time like since its birth you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so like when it comes to like the when it comes to cultural like i guess connotation of like whites and blacks like if we did want to do something we had to do it by yeah. like violent means or something like that it was like ti was talking about yeah. you know all these white kids coming around here you know shooting up stuff with ak's mm-hmm. and then and then you know we need we need higher gun control and yeah this guy was like in prison for having an arsenal of weapons yeah yeah right? weapons and he sold it's drugs like, and stuff like it's but it's because like that's kind of hypocritical yeah to an sense. extent yeah, yeah. For sure yeah to an extent for sure but so he wasn't like, like he was doing it for his protection and stuff like that, and yeah. for uh, and, and for you, like gaining some kind of currency because maybe he couldn't get a job or something like that. Yeah, and even Neil deGrasse, Neil deGrasse Tyson, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yeah, yeah. He like, and this was ill-founded. I don't think that it was ill-founded. I think he was speaking truth, but it was also um, uh, not timely. Yeah, it was in like within the first forty-eight hours after the the one of the most recent you know mass shootings. Mm-hmm. He said, "Okay, so uh, yeah, we're going to focus on mass shootings, but we know that." Within 48 hours, um, 18 people are killed by in homicides in, well, black communities, you know, like yeah. in, in urban areas, big yeah. cities. And no one's talking about that because it's not classified as a mass shooting. It's, yeah, but, it, you know? but, but I but guess then, when it comes to like what considers a mass shooting, mass shooting is like mostly like white people. Right. Yeah, their skin color is white or something like that. But I, But yeah, I myself understood that like. If you take a if you shoot in a crowd during a drive by, it's, it's the same thing. Still, mass shooting in an open area, same yeah, same thing. It's all about how you how it's perceived, classify it. Yeah, and it's just yeah, news and propaganda and stuff like that. Like so violence is still violence. That's what I'm saying. Is yeah. like that. I thought I thought that that was kind of disingenuous or dishonest. No, and he clever. probably doesn't even know it because he's just ideologically possessed. You know, by yeah. like, okay, you want gun control, but do you really? You're already at a point to where you don't need to have an arsenal anymore. Yeah. But if you were the person who felt like you needed to have an arsenal, you wouldn't want that. And even if you did have higher gun control, would you still be able to acquire those guns? Most likely. You know, same argument that the pro, like, uh, not pro life, but the pro choice mm-hmm. argument is that, well, if you took away our, our right to, abort then people would go into back alleys exactly that's the same argument that the gun like yeah the exactly second so, amendment people would yeah, say it's like okay you take me my, my right to have a gun i'm gonna go into the back alley and get a gun if i really think that yeah, I like, what's, what's really gonna stop them no no nothing. exactly exactly the laws don't don't mean much there you got we got to change the culture of society that's what changes things it's the culture yeah, yes exactly culture people, people don't understand that like when people make that what when people say look at America and then look at how Japan, like they work, bitch, that's a whole different culture, bro. Mm-hmm. You how you see how diehard fucking dedicated Japanese people are as a culture? Yes. They were hiding in bushes for days. Mm-hmm. For, why do you think we nuked them? 
Because they would not quit. Yeah, man. exactly. We're not going to fight no Japanese land. If their government said don't do it, they wouldn't do it. That's why they don't need guns. It's so fucking safe here. Plus, it was a full culture that everybody was on the same page. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah, they had, yeah, they had a... They like, had out a, here, like, if you look at the diversity in America, we're like the most diverse country in the world. Yeah, but we have no equal, like, four points, so, like, we're all scattered. Well, we had one. It was called the Constitution, and it was called, like, liberty, sovereignty, individual yeah, people, sovereignty. That's a good point, though, because I'm not lying. Like, I'm going to attack myself here. People want to read laws. Shit, I'm not reading any. So, like, that's a huge problem, too. Like, we're not as... I realize now, like, as an adult, that we're not really promoting... Going back to education, we're not really promoting, like, awareness and higher education system and our, our laws work. To understand what goes on in our in our own, like, counties and communities, we understand law and people aren't reading enough. Yes. We yeah. have a responsibility to know why we believe what we believe and whether it's right or wrong. But I feel, and I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I do think that there's a hint of truth here or resounding truth here that the left has tried to propagate this idea that truth is relative and that your truth my truth and all that when did all that start when did that turn to phrase start that's a, that's a good question and it's like when did we start believing that there that truth was absolute and that now it's relative and subjective when did this happen because I, I don't i think it started in the 60s actually you're, you're the first person to actually tell me that truth was relative i guess because but it's not. Yeah. It's absolute. Yeah, so I'm saying, yeah, absolute truth and absolute and like actual facts. Like, I've never saw truth as relatives because you're either wrong or you're right. There's no way. There's no way. Like, someone has to be wrong. And I'll give the people yeah. the benefit of the doubt that when they say that turn of phrase that, you know, that's your truth, that's this is my truth. So, when it comes the, to like spirituality the majority of people religion, say, yeah, yeah like okay. it depends on the context. I yeah. agree with that. And I think that some people, when they say that, they basically, what they're attributing that to is that you're, that's your perspective. This is my perspective, mm-hmm. and we'll just kind of, you know, like like uh, let's agree to disagree for now, and then we can tackle this later. Yeah, and like I get that, I get that. It's like okay, so that's your opinion. This is my opinion. We don't agree. We can right now is not the time, place, or we're out of time. We can come back to this later. Yeah, that's fair. I still care about you. I understand that your truth, my truth thing. I don't like how it's being used though because. Like I said, definition matters. Context matters. So if you're going to say that this is your truth and you should live that truth to its entirety and I have my truth and I should live my truth to its entirety without contention, without debate. And we should because we don't want to have that debate because we don't want to ruin the friendship. I think that that's pretty that's a that means it may be a poor friendship to begin with anyway i think that you you should always come to a consensus because you shouldn't be dodging things that are fundamental like specifically like you said theology or even if it's not theology i am a christian and i love everybody like i talk to everybody Yeah, like if if uh if a friendship would be ruined about what you're talking about it's probably not a good friendship to to begin with yeah because you should be able to have an open communication like with your friends at any point yes i think that context like that and definition it does matter and it's the same thing that I've been saying about love for years is that people use that, you know, what the, the Webster dictionary, or at least if you type in what it like love, yeah. like, and you find it, it's like, it's defined as infatuation towards somebody on an emotional level. That's, that's not it. No, that's wait. like, that's like, uh, ad- like adoration in it. The well, only, that's weird. The only 
place I've ever been able to find to find a a well a very a a very well it's very it's a comprehensive list of what love is that everyone can agree on. Yeah. Is the biblical definition of what love is. We'll Patience, see. kindness, does not boast, does not um, uh, hold offense. I'm going to have to look for that like, at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, and I can look it up right now, actually. I don't have a problem with it. Like the, the, the biblical interpretation, whether you want to believe in um, Judeo Christianism or, or Judeo Christian values yeah. or anything like that, or like you believe in God or in, the, in, in Jesus and all that whatever yeah i'm saying this is truth man like love being just an emotional thing sounds hella wrong to begin with in my opinion yeah well that, like, lo- love not. is like, like love is like the ex- love isn't compassion yeah love isn't is like, emotional I'm yeah it's not that's at all like, that's not that's it's, like surface level I feel like yeah that's infatuation love and includes emotions but it's outside the realm of emotions itself i think it's like it's like an extreme just like hate is so I don't think, I don't think infatuation even comes close to love at all. Absolutely not. Because like infatuation means uh, you're. Uh, I can't forget what's that. up? I changed it so. Not marriage. I just want to. Having a hard time finding it. Yeah, just keep just keep talking. Yeah, but like, infa- like when I think infatuation, I think something that's like super like emotionally charged, but. Love doesn't seem that way, cause like, like what, what, like, like giving, like, um, yeah, I can give, like, say I'm like walking down the street and I see a homeless person or something, and they look cold and it's wintertime and they have nothing to protect themselves, like, like, uh, I can like walk in a store. Actually, it's probably a bad example. I probably don't have a good example to be honest with you, to to give about love, cause I, I myself am trying to define love anyway. But I'm not trying to get off topic with the whole subject matter anyway. But uh, I guess as a as a Black American, I do love like the Black culture, but it does like break my heart that like it's so disjointed because people aren't even myself. I blame myself for this too because I'm not actually taking the right actions to educate myself. But now that I know better, I can move forward and in time we can go better all together. I guess the whole point of the Revolt Summit too, because uh, we're not just revolting against. Maybe like a form of government, or, or like how blacks are getting treated in our government, but also how, like, blacks are thinking as a whole like in this day and age. Um. Yeah, that's what I said about that for the most part, man. Yeah. Well, it wants to bring up a bunch of, uh, you know, like. It, oh, it's something you gotta, I can't find the actual. It's probably verse something some you got to dip like way deep down to find. No, I don't. That that's so strange to me too. Right. What, like, like, why why do I have to go through all these different tabloids and stuff to, to find an actual act, definition, the actual verse? And I, if I knew, and I, I wish I did, I should. There's probably a reason for that, that, man. There's probably I a reason for that. I want to know the actual the book and the verse of where it defines love. But it was patience, kindness, and uh, does not boast, is not envious. Those are the main points. But it's like the most defined interpretation of what love is. I think it's it's probably well, compassion it's probably, and understanding. It's probably head head like in in webs on purpose, man, to to keep people from like the truth. Yeah, too, to what things <laughs> that should be really be valued. And I'm not saying I'm not uh, a conspiracy theorist, but I'm really do believe is, that in there's this, people there's people who are against like people like finding out 
the truth, man. And, like, find out actual facts about, like, how things can be ran. Yeah. I will find it, and I will utter it uh, verbatim. Um, on probably my next podcast, I'll find a way to slip it in. For sure. You know, because I'm going to memorize that one. Because <laughs> it really was. And I, and I, I know... I know at what it says, it's just I want to articulate it at its entirety, you know? Based on the context and stuff like that, yeah? Yes, and and it really is, it's like so, it's mind-blowing, but this has been around for thousands of years, do you know? Like, it's, it's just insane to me, like, where did we lose this? Where did we, can like, where did we make where everything we so wrong? superficial? Yeah, where did it happen? And so, but... That's a enti- that's an entirely different podcast, and I would da- I'm down to um, to have that at a later date. But I think that we pretty much reached our time on this one, man. I felt like it was good. We we went through a few of the talking points of the summit, and we talked a lot about a, a bunch of different stuff. It was awesome. What, you had a good you- time. Like concepts that may that may or may not have led to the summit. I guess it's based on who like on your mind and whatnot. But I think it was good. Yeah, the I summit that- as a whole was was dope. But I definitely think like. An hour is definitely not enough time. It's not enough time. We could sit here forever. And I think if I get to the point where I'm like, um, like if I ever get to the point where I'm like <laughs> Joe Rogan level and I can start recording these things and putting it on YouTube, then eventually I'll start making them like three hours long. Like, <laughs> I would love to do that. I think it would be awesome. But uh, as of right now, I think maybe we could t- continue this conversation before Tuesday. If you're down like Sunday or something like that, we could like make some notes figure yeah, out what else you want to like dive more into yeah and i and as, as far as the summit you know i wasn't i didn't particularly want it to be um critiquing and criticizing um specific points within the summit but i because i know that me and you we both like yeah we hear one thing and we're like okay why is it that way why is it that way why is it that way why yeah. is it that way it all correlates and, to me in, like i guess our minds it all correlates into one big picture Yes. Yes. I think it is. That's um, and it's fair to like I guess visit the points to see like where we're coming from and what aspects are yes. the context I guess. Yeah, the, finding the truth within everything. So anyway, that was it for us, guys. We will catch you next time. Um, you can find this episode on Spotify under Lost Out Podcast as well as Apple Podcast. Um, you can also listen to this on the website lostoutpodcast.com. And if you have questions or shout outs or a disagreement, a grievance or anything of that nature, anything at all, you can email the podcast at um, lostoutpodcast at yahoo.com and submit a, um, any, well, anything, a shout out, like everything that I stated before. And then I will read it out on podcast if you uh, send it out and it's not just complete slander and you know riddled with curse yeah, words please share and stuff your like that though. but definitely, share your thoughts yeah definitely for sure. share your thoughts it helps us grow as a community because I need uh, if there's something that you think that we could do better then I can definitely uh, read it and and present it out and then work on making this the best possible podcast in its genre and genres um, possible so Say some final words or just say goodbye, Kendrick. Yeah. <laughs> I had a great time, man. I appreciate you putting me on the podcast and whatnot. I had a fantastic time exploring my own thoughts, too, because I don't always have the opportunity to share my thoughts into this type of manner. Because there's not, I don't have a lot of people I know that are like as objective in these type of things. You know what I mean? So, like, I feel like really like at home and in place here being yeah. able to talk to you and whatnot. So, I appreciate the uh, opportunity. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna cry whenever you leave. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not lying. It's, it's hard to find people like this that are willing to 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 speak and have someone that can comprehend the the depth that you're trying to get to and respect it. Yeah, for sure. It's very difficult to find people. It's, like it's really good because it reveals like loopholes in like your thinking and design and that. And it forces you to go back and like recollect yourself, so yeah. you, and you go better in the process too. So, and I think that's that's one of the reasons why we're doing what we're doing is to get people to start thinking for themselves and asking those questions that are a little bit deeper because you start finding yourself by asking those why questions until you face demons and then you can tackle them and overcome. Yeah, face the demons the first time. You're always strong enough. Always strong. Always enough. strong enough the first time. Yep. All right, guys. We'll talk to you next time. Thank you for listening in on this episode. We'll catch you next time. Bye-bye.